Welcome to the English Montreal School Board Podcast, where you'll hear from the people within the EMSB community and beyond, beyond. people with some inspiring stories, and people who work very hard to make this board, the EMSB, the choice of thousands of families. Here's your host, Suzanne Desotel. Well, during this difficult time, teachers, uh, department heads, directors, consultants, and counselors are continuing are continuing to work uh, nonstop for the EMSB families. And of course, we've got all sorts of students that are members of the EMSB family. And right now, I'm going to talk to a couple of counselors. Joining me is David Mills, who is a counselor, and Paola Barzoni, also a guidance counselor. And they're with the Outreach Network, which is part of the EMSB family. So I want to say hello to both of you, and thank you for joining me today. Hello. My pleasure. Uh, Paula, let's start with you. Why don't you give me a little bit of a background and a history of the Outreach Network? So uh, the Outreach Network began um, through the PSBGM, a couple of teachers that had the initiative of starting, um, you know, a small group of students that they felt needed support because they were at risk of dropping out. That evolved into forming actual schools. Of course, this went slowly with, you know, one school, then two schools. At the very beginning, I believe they were at a, at, at a storefront. They used... Uh, a duplex at one point as well. And then uh, we started using space within other schools. So for example, in elementary schools or in different high schools, we could use a couple of classrooms and it just evolved. And now we're up to the 11 uh, outreach schools uh, for students who are at risk for, for a variety of reasons. You know, So the students that will come to us are really um, students that just the, the mainstream large classrooms doesn't work for them. So we offer just smaller classrooms, a lot more attention, a lot more support, um, very nurturing environment. We really strive on attachment. You know, the teachers get to know the kids really, really well. The kids get to know the teachers really, really well. So everything is very predictable and very, very safe. Kids come and they feel at home, I would say. That sounds absolutely incredible because that feeling and that idea of safeness or being in a a surrounding that is supportive no matter what yeah. and no matter who, yeah. uh, it must be huge for these young people. We see a, a huge turnaround in the kids. You know, we, they often come with big stories um, about why things didn't work out in, in their mainstream schools. And when we start working with them, we're like, hey, you know, like, we don't see any of that, you know, we're, we're really often um, very pleasantly surprised and they're wonderful students, they're extremely resilient, they're, we just work hard at, at making sure that they know that and, and we, we work hard on, on their self-esteem and getting them to, you know, have confidence in themselves and, and experiencing success, um, that's the key. So during this time where they're so used to being in that atmosphere, all of a sudden they're not there. Yeah, they're, they're not around them every day. So, Dave, let me ask you, a lot of the people of the Outreach Network have gotten together to support these students and their families during this time. So why don't you tell us what it is and how it kind of came about? It was a few days into the school closures just before everything was completely shut down. And we realized that we had a lot of students who sometimes uh, don't have very much at home to eat. 
and pretty much every school has a breakfast program of some sort, a snack program, uh, some most have lunch programs, and there's some students that we've recognized uh, a lot of the, the good meals they get or, or some of the nutrition they get would come from our schools. So right. it hit us that we needed to do something, and the first delivery or the first round, we called some of the families that we knew that would be in crisis. And we had 20 families that said, you know, hey, we're going to need some help. So we scrambled together and went to our schools, got a lot of the, the perishables. We're talking about food. Yes, uh, perishable okay. food. Yes. So we realized that we needed to get those because they were going to go bad. And then we purchased the rest. And then uh, we went and delivered to the 20 families. And we'd also let it be known to them that if they needed assistance again to let us know, which was the case. And so then this past week, we did uh, two deliveries of 10 families each day. For me, it's quite gratifying and rewarding to uh, just see the expressions on not only just some of the students that we encountered when we came and delivered, but also the, the parents who were very, very thankful and grateful and we even got a couple of texts uh, saying, you know, thank you. You don't know what it means uh, to our family for you to do this. So so that was it. And so that's what we've done. Uh, it's worth the effort, worth the time to, to get out, purchase, to stage, to box, to bring and deliver so that they can uh, be able to eat and, and uh, be able to be nourished during this crazy time we're living in. How many of you are involved in, in making these food baskets? Well, Paula and myself uh, have been the spearhead, and uh, obviously, with in conjunction with uh, the other, like the head teachers in the schools, would let us know uh, the students that uh, were in need, and then we facilitated making it happen. And so, uh, besides the perishables, then we went and purchased uh, different uh, grocery stores. How are you getting these baskets to the different families? Dave and I, you know, load up the car and uh, with the different boxes that we've uh, we've packed up and we deliver them <laughs> to all the different homes. So you're just going into your own cars, putting these boxes into your car, and you're going to the students' homes one by one. Yes. Wow. Yeah. How long does this take? Do you, you're doing how many deliveries per day? First one that we did last month. Uh, took us the whole day, so it was about uh, just under seven hours, uh, because our students are all over the island. Uh, they're not they're not in one spot. They're not in one uh, district. Uh, so we we're in NDG, Cote Saint Luke, Cote Neige, Saint Laurent, Montreal North, uh, Montreal East, Pointe aux Trembles, La Salle, Villamard, uh, Verdun, uh, the Pointe Saint Charles, Saint Henry. So wow. and then we split it up. Uh, this week, and both were about three hours a day uh, to to do those. I don't want to make light of the situation, but the fact that there's no traffic on the roads right now must be an asset. Oh, yes. This is amazing. So when you deliver these boxes, because everybody's trying to keep apart, um, do you get a chance to at least visually see your students? Yes. You know, we knock on the door, we have this system, we're all protected and gloves and masks and the whole, <laughs> the whole works. I do all the touching of things and 
Dave, of course, carries the boxes, so he has the heavy, <laughs> the heavy job to do. So we we ring the doorbells and they open the door. We leave the the box. We say hello. You know, we keep our distance, but you know, we do get to see uh, the parents and sometimes the kids will come to the door as well. Um, not always because we try to make it as brief as possible, but at least we get to say hello and and make sure everybody's okay. They must the students when they see your face, they must be just so relieved and it must be almost like a glimmer of hope yes they're yeah they're they're quite happy and we've gotten a few comments of you know can't wait to get back to school um because i think everybody's just very bored at home you know so it's nice to hear when you're dealing with at-risk students i mean they must feel all out of sorts they don't have their routine yes yeah exactly I was just going to say that uh, there's a couple of students who they don't really appreciate my jokes who actually said they're looking forward to hearing them again. That sounds desperate. <laughs> now, how, how long is this project going to continue? Like, I know when I called you the other day, you were out delivering. So is this going to be an ongoing thing? I think it's still to be determined. There's different initiatives that are in place, but I think a lot of it's the unknown, not knowing uh, if there's going to be a, an end to this or, you know, a shift at some point. So I guess it's to be determined. Just like everything every day right now. Yeah, probably on a needs basis. You know, we'll, we'll see the school board is working on, on some initiatives as well to deliver food to, to some families. So we'll, we'll see, you know, how to organize ourselves uh, with that in mind as well. It sounds like you would still be involved. Once again, I've been talking to David Mills, who was a counselor with the EMSB, and Paula Barzoni, also a guidance counselor with the EMSB. And they both work with the Outreach Network, which is specializes in helping out at-risk students. And this project has been putting together food baskets and delivering them one by one so they don't, they don't feel neglected and they don't feel forgotten. You've been listening to the English Montreal School Board Podcast with Suzanne Desotel. Make sure to subscribe to this and the Inspirations Podcast, Quebec's only podcast dedicated to the special needs community on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening.